Hey guys, welcome to Loosely Guided Conversations. I'm Jenna. I'm Beach Dan. And we have a special episode for you today. That's right. Every it's always then, a special episode. That's true. Every episode is special, especially since they're kind of rare. Yeah, we have no set schedule. Yeah. You're welcome. That's right. You just get it when we have it for you. So you're yeah. you'll consider yourself. But happy. but that just means we don't make useless content. We're not making That's stuff right. just, not just to filler. make this stuff. This is all killer. This is just no so we actually have something we want to talk about. That's right. So. All hits, no zits. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, we should mention that on occasion, when we're particularly moved by an artist or a particular piece of work by an artist, a vent or something, something of the sort, yeah, a singular thing, uh, we may take a deep dive on that thing and do a, devote a whole episode to them or that thing. And that's what we're doing today. Yep. And that's exactly what we're doing today with, with, well, we're also going to preface this with, there's no, there's no prep as per usual. So while we have a lot to say on the topic, there's right. no real plan on what we're talking about. And I, as a human being, am very bad at thinking about things on the spot. So I'm going to rely on our lovely partner over here to try to coax the conversation out of me. Yeah, but you know, it's easy because she's passionate. So we'll get her on a roll and she'll, yeah. she'll enlighten us. But anyway, today's topic is one that's near and dear to your heart. Yes. And I'm learning to have it near and dear to mine. So today's topic is red. Taylor's version. Yep, this is our exclusive red cast. Come yes. hear us with a trademark. Know, trademark, that's right. Trademark on the red cast. We're going to talk about the re-release. Yes. Or the just the existence of red in in general, old, new, and in whatever, and on and the in road between. In, in between. Yep. So, um, not being a hugely knowledgeable Swifty and frequently need to be reminded of Swift history. Paint a picture for me of where Red comes in the Swift timeline. Okay, so artistic development. So Red is the fourth album. Fourth album. It's okay. comes after Speak Now. Okay, Speak Now was strictly a country album considered. Yes, I mean Red is still classified as a country album, but it really sort of marked the the transition to like this country pop thing. For sure, it's I really think... where it's the pop crossover started to happen, and then she went full fledged on nineteen eighty nine. We're never ever Correct. getting together. And those are, I knew you were trouble. Yeah, those are so and, far from country. I never yeah. would have considered this album any kind of country. So that's yes. So, but well, but in her evolution, it's that stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still it's still classified as a country genre. And her label at the time did ask her to at least put please put like three country songs on this, so they could still push it on country radio oh, and so classify her as a country artist. And she was really like, heading that way, but. She kind of uh, appeased the label with putting a few more country-sounding songs on what it. What are the identifiable? Well, I would say it's like "Begin there. Again" and "Stay, Stay, Stay," and you know, everything has changed. Is not too pop, things okay. like that. But they they wanted her to put a few more country-leaning songs on okay. it. And then coming out of this album, we just get ahead of ourselves only for a moment. Was don't tell me 1989. Correct. Okay, and that was like a full blown. That was a full blown pop. Okay, so we are in that. So red is almost yeah. Red is the first time she worked with with Max Martin, Martin and Joe Back. So he worked with Avril Lavigne and Britney and Kelly Clarkson and a bajillion other people. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, and what year? This is 2012. It's 2012. Yeah. Okay, so almost 10 years ago, and that's when it was released. So it was probably written in 2011, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Written and recorded. All right. And uh, what is it about Red that, I mean, do you, can you take us back to when you, not that you already were into Taylor Swift then, so you didn't yeah. stumble across Red, no. but do, do you remember your first listen? I mean, do you remember, was there, there were singles out ahead of it? 
Uh, uh, yes, we are never, I think I want to say we are never ever getting back together was the only single because it was still at a time where people didn't release like right. seven singles right. and then have three songs on the album you didn't hear when it finally and came out. That was out. a very different song for her. That, did that mean yes, the whole song? Yes, it was, it was a different song. Like, what, I wonder what's going on. Um, or both, or I think both, but she also kind of has this history of like the lead single being a little bit, um, different. misleading. Okay in that her lead single is not always representative of what the album sounds like. So can't really always judge it on that. So you were careful to read too much into that. Single. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it, it yeah. but it was a very different sound than right. the three previous albums. Okay. So, which is the same issue. I think we all had when 1989 came out, which wasn't that, Oh my God, she's doing pop music. It was this, I think worry in the back of our minds. And even Taylor spoken about this herself is that, are as a you know fans worry was oh, she going to stop writing intelligent music is it still is it going to stop being emotional is it going to stop being clever and just be this baseline because it's pop because it's pop yeah not that there's anything wrong with pop right but is it going to go down that road and obviously that should have never been a worry so well yeah but yeah exactly exactly now we know a lot more about taylor swift than her we know a lot more about taylor swift now than we did in 2012 although we, we yeah, knew a lot but... then so was there a lot of hype leading up to the album? Do you remember being, was there a hype cycle? I mean, for me, there was. I don't know about, I mean, she obviously was a very well-known thing, but I would say this is probably the album that sort of made her like a superstar outside of country. Okay. Um, but for me, there was, you know, she did like a, a live stream uh, release announcement. She did a couple acoustic songs on it, if I remember correctly, and you know, show the album cover and, and right. all that. So it was it was a hype thing. She's always hyped up. I had you know hyped up album releases, exception to folklore and evermore. Well, but, yeah, yeah, pandemic is a little different. So, so yeah. yeah, all right, excellent. What is there? So is it in your? I know you love Taylor Swift equally across the board, mm -hmm. but is does Red have? Is there something special about Red? for you or is there red is just a super emotional album red is as she coins it herself is her only true breakup album so there's a lot of deep emotions in there that kind of stick with you or you know it helps to come back around to all the time it's it's a very fall album if you can understand it's hard to explain but <laughs> um yeah, it's, it's just a really, I think it hits people because it, it just has a lot of deep emotions on it. So how many, without knowing the answer, of course, but how many songs on the album are related to the breakup, do we think? Or what's, is All Too Well, is that the only breakup song well, I mean, and that's given that the, the not, album is now considered I'm, a breakup album because of that one song? No, I mean, the album, well, the album is... Start to finish an emotional... The album is sort of start to finish a ride of yeah. all different emotions that you can experience while in the course of a relationship from red flags and, you know, super heightened emotions in the beginning, all the way to the end of like beginning again, getting through everything and oh, beginning, beginning again, again is about, is the end. Is about coming again out of that the relationship end of the album. Oh. and being hopeful and start the start of the next one. Right. Begin again. How does the album kick off? Starts out with start again. State of grace. State of grace. Whatever start again. That's close <laughs> enough. Yes. Good, yeah, State of Grace. So is that is that a hopeful song in the album? Is if like leading into I mean, the relationship? I mean, I wouldn't say and, it's hopeful. Um, it doesn't chart the relationship from the euphoric beginning to the horrid ending to the redemption of the phoenix rising from. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a, a linear. 
Okay. Like right. like literally okay, the so first song is like the Okay, so I know. shouldn't all right, I shouldn't read into it. All right. No. All right, that's good. I need to know those things because I'm discovering swift. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm yeah. not sure if that's how it's intended, but to me it's not like literally every single right. song is a linear path. Okay. So Okay. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know. I'm learning all the time. So and I have an excellent teacher. And she's very patient. I try. Very patient, <laughs> thank goodness. So um is there something about red that has brought people who weren't previously swift fans into their into the swift orbit that you that you're friends with or was it an album that was more accessible for people Did you... i think it was an album that brought more people in because it leaned a lot more pop your friends were already into swift or did it bring any... some but i also i know a lot of people who came into being a taylor fan around red okay so it was in that sense also transitional for yeah. the fan base yeah mm -hmm. so interesting very interesting. In the tour, you saw the Red Tour. Of course. Yep. And that was a stadium show or an arena uh, show, arena. do you remember? It was an arena. Okay. Excellent. And that was all the production. We watched the video of it. Yeah. There is no official earlier. release, but, you know, there's always YouTube videos. Yeah. But, yes, it was the was full production. Was big across. production like that, too? No, Speak Now. Speak Now and Fearless were all uh, arena tours. Okay. So. Okay. Well, sometimes you don't get the same country is treated a little differently sometimes you don't do the same kind of back yeah i mean maybe maybe the full-on production wasn't as much but you know the theatrical stuff and costume changes band. and full band and all that stuff has oh, been there okay good excellent is there anything about red that if you could if i was taylor swift and i'm sitting here next to you and you and if I, you were taylor swift and you were sitting there I next to me you, i wouldn't be able to speak okay so all right but say we've <laughs> now we've been sitting next to each other for a while and it's awkward that you're not able to speak so that's my now, mo awkward <laughs> so now you have to speak just out of like desperation to make some uh -huh. kind of conversation and, and she just turns to you and says what do you think of red what does red mean to you what does it mean to me well first of all it is a masterpiece and it just to me it, it's just a release of like everything anybody who's ever been through a breakup with someone they really care about has experienced all of those emotions but you don't always have the vocabulary for it. She does have a so excellent vocabulary. It's hard to let it out or be able to experience them yourselves fully if you can't even vocalize it to yourself, if that makes any sense. Like, if you don't have the vernacular for it, personally, I find it really hard to process it if i can't put something into words and i'm not a writer or an artist or whatever so something like that when someone words it for me kind of releases a little bit of it so does she speak to you at a particular moment in your life what was going on in your life then at that time too were you going through something i was in a very you know on and off back and forth relationship with someone that i very much loved um you know hindsight 2020 not a great relationship but at the time at the yeah but it but i still very much loved the person um so did red hit you in that personal yeah sense too okay so that's yeah and it was a person that you know very much i should have known was trouble and had a million red flags and i ignored so them all they were trouble is what you're saying yes without having no pun intended were they 22 yes well i mean we're the same age so yes <laughs> so that's so they wrote that out she wrote taylor so didn't write the album about jake gyllenhaal she wrote it about Jenna, Jenna's, Jenna's relationship, yes, the from the outside as an observer. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you must be proud to be such an inspiration. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Was your uh, friend also a, a Swift person going through this with you? So like you were like shared the album or you followed um, the album or she liked interpreted it. it differently? She liked it. I don't think she ever really cared enough to like interpret it or to, you know, deep dive into lyrics yeah. or anything. She liked the songs and she came and saw her with me a few times, but I don't think that she would have really listened to her if it wasn't for me, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, well, we all do that for our partners in a good relationship. Yeah, I mean, not to say that she did end up liking her, but I don't think she would have ever listened to her if it wasn't gotcha. for me introducing her. Okay. And probably ever seen her. Right. And I still even think just enjoying the music, she never really deep dove on the lyrics. Okay. All right, interesting. But you made up for that because you did deep. Because I'm lyrics. crazy. Yes. <laughs> You're only crazy about several things, not everything. Yeah. So Taylor Swift is one of them. Yes. Yeah. So very interesting. Well, I, do we have more to say about Red? Do you, would you like to? Well, is there? A do you want to talk about All Too Well? Uh, sure, we can talk about All Too Well. That's the magnum opus of the album. And yeah, I think it, we made the news recently because it it is now officially the longest song to ever be a number one. Yes. Yep. Breaking so, the record of American Pie for fifty years or almost fifty years there you go. or something so like there's that. A new, there's a new kid in town, and her name not is a new Taylor kid. Swift. Not a new kid. So, and so all too well. She is. Tell us about all too well, please. What do you say about all too well? All too well. First of all, I'm gonna put this out there like. Not gatekeeping, not gatekeeping. But there's a small part of me that like feels like it was our thing. And now it's being pushed onto the world. Like it deserves it. A hundred percent deserves it. The video, the performances, the hype, everything. Very well deserved, in my opinion. Possibly one of, not one of, possibly the greatest song that's like ever been written. But it almost feels like a little secret thing we had is being exposed. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I don't think I think you're misreading it because you're so in inside. Because it's one of the few songs of Taylor Swift that I knew before I knew Taylor Swift, really. So I think it is one of those songs that yeah, but, even people who aren't Taylor Swift people know. But you know it only really because is. someone you like covered it. That's true, isn't it? Yeah, true. people who don't listen to anything Taylor does besides her singles. All Too Well was not a single. Was no, not, oh, okay. it's never been a single. It's never had a video. It's okay. never done nothing. Nothing. It just became like a fucking cult thing. With so you us. had to have the album. You had Yes. Yeah, you you would have never heard it if you didn't actually listen to the album. If you were just a casual listener or someone yeah. who only listened to the radio or watched her videos or whatever, you never would have heard the song. Gotcha. So. And what is the significance of All Too Well? Other than the fact that it's super long. Now, well, now it's super long. Which means just means you get more Taylor for the for the ver, uh, verse. Yes, but it doesn't well, feel like it's as long as it is. It doesn't feel like a ten minute song. No, it feels like a six minute song. Well, that's not that much longer than the original. <laughs> the original is like five minutes long. No, it feels like a very good so, song. You don't. It's it one of the songs you don't think about how long yeah, it is because you're just, enjoying listening you just, to it. That's the magic of it too. I mean, in its original release, it's perfection. So I'm not saying this is quote like better, but it's just more. Um. I live in a world where more is usually better. So, but I, you know, I, I, you get a lot of broken in the original version, which is absolutely something you experience in a relationship. Um, with like a small tinge of anger. I feel like you get a lot more of the angry emotions in this one as you go through like your, your steps 
leading to acceptance, the five steps, whatever they are. <laughs> um, I think that in this version, you get a lot more of like the full story of what she was going through and what it's like when you don't have somebody that you really care about anymore and you don't really understand why. What is the added, or not necessarily in the grand scope, but what the added material that you, that stands out to you that wasn't in the original? Is it, is it? I, I, I personally really like, um, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. Oh, that was not in the original. That was not in the original. Oh, that's such a good line. I can't imagine yeah. that that wasn't in the original. Well, as I said, they're, they're all great verses. And she's even said she was forced to cut down some of her favorite things she's ever written because you can't put a 10-minute song on an album. Yeah. Ha, turns out you can. <laughs> also turns out that you can release it and people will listen to it and it will go number one. Um, the magic of Taylor. <laughs> Well, yeah, in this fractured age where people's attention spans are... Yeah, three minutes is your maximum right, time. Exactly, exactly. Because people are yeah. stupid. No offense. Um, yeah, I like I love that. I like uh, I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. And I also really love um, did the twin flame bruise paint you blue just between us? Did the love affair main you too? Because I feel like we all have that thought. Yeah. At some point. Like, am I the only one that's hurting? Right. You know, did, did this leave a mark on you? Are you affected? Did you ever care? <coughs> Excuse me. It just sort of is the perfect song that captures every single emotion you go through when you no longer have someone that you care about a lot. So, and it's, I can't even explain it. You just have to listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. It is the most beautifully devastating song you'll probably ever hear. Yes, it's got me tearing up right now. <clears throat> That's either that or it's the cough that I'm suppressing. All right, so that was a, I had to take a brief time out for, to get my emotions together after that extra long. You're welcome. All too well, thank you. Got me choked up. So, but uh, to continue on the theme of Red and Taylor mm -hmm. Swift, uh, was there, is there another song on there? I mean, All Too Well is the one that people, that the album is going to always be known for, either version of Short. probably yeah right i mean the, the other songs are there's lots of good fun songs on there 22 and i know you were trouble mm -hmm. and never ever getting back together but the, the, all too well seems like the deepest song on there right yeah so those are the Track songs five. that you know people want at least if, if the artist wants to be remembered for maybe the public will remember her for 22 because people yeah. will be turning well, 22 every year for forever really if you don't listen to 22 on your 22nd birthday did you right, really exactly, even turn exactly, 22 exactly. But as an artist, if I'm a songwriter, I want All Too Well to be the song that's remembered off that album. I, and I think. It but I, I didn't should write be, song, so. and it will be, and the stars all aligned on that one. Um, let's talk about one of the vault tracks. Let's talk about Nothing New. Um, Phoebe Bridgers is on it. Love Phoebe Bridgers. So, <laughs> um, the sort of theme of the song is basically, you know, at one time, Taylor was this new shiny artist and everyone loves an ingenue and everyone likes the uh the glittery new talent olivia rodrigo okay um no they're <laughs> billing her as the new taylor swift so which i'm so. gonna just say not a thing no offense to olivia rodrigo i'm sure she's very talented. yeah she's actually the I'm first sure she's olivia very rodrigo. talented no new taylor it's not a thing um so that's that's sort of the the thing of the song is her expressing this fear of like what's gonna happen when I'm not 
a new artist anymore. Are people still going to care about me? What happens when the next new young girl comes through? Is that Phoebe in the song? And, yeah. And kind of tries to take my place and and talk to me and tell me how I'm such an inspiration to her. And I, I made the map and I paved the way and I'll say, oh, I'm so honored you're welcome and I'll go home and cry about it type type of thing because I, I don't have what I had anymore. So it's funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's very well planned. Honestly, to have someone like Phoebe Bridgers on there who is a little bit younger and is, she's not new, but is kind of a big name in like the she's breaking. Indie, indie rock, folk rock world. She's very well known and respected. And um, to have her on the song with her, I feels like kind of breaks that cycle and breaks what she was talking about, about being afraid of the the next thing and kind of actually embracing it and saying no you know you know what that doesn't actually have to happen we can both exist simultaneously and it's fine also going to point out the genius of the fact that she says in the song that this new girl is 17 and her being 22 and this came out would make a five-year age difference between the two guess how much of an age difference there is between taylor and phoebe spoiler alert five years so for all you math whizzes out there, Jenna did the math for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that continuity there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Of course, Phoebe lives in Nashville now too. So. God, everyone lives in. We just need to move to Nashville. Everyone yeah. lives in Nashville. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna move to Nashville. All right. We're, we're gonna move the show to Nashville. Next broadcast will be from Nashville. Yeah. Possibly. I'm down. <laughs> What's the housing market like there? <laughs> I'm sure it's. Uh, everybody, everybody's moving there, so it can't be. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. We'll do a we'll do a podcast on the rental market in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, the so. uh, RV camp market. In that Nashville. too. Yeah, we'll take the bus to Nashville. So uh, the Phoebe Bridgers Taylor Swift duet is called "Never Never Nothing New." new. Nothing, Nothing new. new. Nothing new. And that's yeah. your, that's the strongest of the Vault songs. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's the strongest, but it's just one that I felt like talking about for a second okay. because of her foresight and intelligence to kind of bring somebody else on it that kind of breaks what the theme of the song is right um so it's like not really a self-fulfilling prophecy but you know because she's taylor yeah how many uh bonus tracks are on the re-release or whatever there's 30 songs oh all together um there were 16 on the original album i believe plus three bonus tracks so yeah I'm, that's true I'm having a math problem. So, well, there, well, I'm not going to include like the, uh, I won't say the bonus songs are extra on here. So there's one, two, three, four. Well, they said they are called bonus songs. So that by definition makes them extra. So yeah, 10. So 10 quote vault tracks. So like 29 songs. The original 19. I think. Yeah, 10. Is there any uh, of the slightly changed arrangements that like is grading or is every, every, every change is beautiful and wonderful and only Taylor Swift could have done it. Every change is beautiful and wonderful (laughs) and only Taylor Swift could have done it. All right. Um, But. Did somebody else fuck up? No, I, I feel like I'm again, I, we've briefly touched on the re-release thing before not to say that other artists can't do it, but this just proves that I mean, you have to do it in the right way. Definitely. And you have to have the fan base. You, yes, you have to have the fan base. 
and Taylor is undoubtedly a very, very unique artist in that our relationship with her, meaning, you know, her relationship with her fans is extremely close. Um, not saying we're delusional and we think that she's going to text us tomorrow because we're her best friend, but, <laughs> but just how honest she's been her entire career and how much she values the support from us and the connection and all that over the years. You know, what other artist, you know, sends fans money and sends Christmas gifts and meets them for free after shows and, you know, gives them freaking liner credits and things because you, you took a song from a blog and, you know, invites them to your house for cookies and lets you hold cats and tro and Grammys and lets you listen to an entire album before it's released. So I, I feel like you really have to have the right audience with the right artist for it to work certainly helps and she's got it so but if but, you do and you do your re-recording in the right way this just shows that it can be successful so i think she's sort of paving the way for other artists who've never had the chance to own their work that maybe want to try yep she's certainly the template it's there if you know She's the trailblazer. Yeah. So will it be as follow. successful? Mm, probably not, but she's laying the groundwork for them. So where is it? How, how is it sold in comparison to the first album? Do we know? Do you have any numbers? Uh, well, it was, I, I'm not a stats board. I don't really usually pay, usually pay attention to that, but, um, it was the number one album the week it came out. Yeah. That's to be expected. But in comparison yeah, but to, if you think about the fact that the number one album the week it came out was a re-release of an album that came out almost 10 years ago. Yeah, I know that if anybody else would surprise you, but when it's Taylor yeah. Swift and her and fans she, are so it's also now the so. biggest like vinyl week sales ever. So that's impressive. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it didn't do a million copies in a week like the original, but <laughs> Okay. You know, no one I don't think anybody expected it to sell a million copies. Well, people buy like the multiple variants and stuff too. So, yeah, but yeah, but people just it's don't not, buy music that they people, yeah, people don't buy music like they did 10 years ago. Streaming is very much a thing now. We buy music yeah. because we support her and not yeah, he she, who shall not be named. <laughs> but I'm sure she did well on this. So, yeah, but yeah. also, it's not that's not why she's doing it. So, that's true. she's not doing it for the money or for awards or for whatever she's doing it because she wants to own her work as she should and a certain person who shall not be named now if somebody wants to her. license the song they, they can go to the original and license it from whoever owns it or they can go to well, taylor swift and that's license an, another them. thing that makes it easy for her to eventually start replacing all that is that before you have to go to two people you'd have to go to a label who owns the masters and you have to go to whoever owns the publishing rights, i.e. Taylor. So you have to go to two different places and get approval from both to use it in a movie, in a commercial, in wherever. She owns both now, being as she writes every single one of her songs. So now she's kind of a one-stop shop for anyone that wants to use her songs for anything. So can so. she veto somebody using a song yes. from the original album? I don't know if she can veto it entirely. 
Um, well, it's either a VO or I, I really don't know. From I, I'm not a music industry professional. Yeah. From what I've read and what I've heard her speak about being be owning the publishing rights allows you to say where you your music can be used or not. Um, but you know, I'm sure that there's also other things with owning well, the recording. This is a different publishing right though, because this has would have a new date and everything. Yeah. So, this is not so just, you know, it doesn't. But if you wanted to put, for example, if you wanted to put the song 22 in a commercial, you just have to go to her now. Right. Because she can decide everything herself. That's good. So. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's a good move for Swift and a good move for people who love Taylor Swift because, it, you know, when you love an artist, you want, as you said, more of, of that, more good stuff. Bring, give us more, more good stuff for them, too. Yeah. So that's great. And we love Taylor Swift and we support Taylor Swift and we're happy with Taylor Swift in this world. And we and like that she's happy getting to own all of her stuff. That's right. That's it. That is, artists should definitely have control of their art. There's no yeah. question about that. So um, excellent. Like well, to see that be something that changes in the future for the music industry yeah well again she's changing those things for sure so she's uh you know it's up to other people to follow you know, be bravely follow her but she's yep. laid the path out so yeah that's our red talk yeah um, that's redcast thanks for coming to our red talk so until next time rock out peace out rock we out said that backwards you know what it means rock out with your peace out yep yo 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 <laughs>